0: This is Howard Anderson, Managing Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today we're talking with David Conejo, CEO at 25-Bed Red River Regional Hospital, a critical access facility in Bonham, Texas. Thanks so much for joining us today, David. Thank you. For starters, tell us a little bit about your hospital. I understand that it's the only one in your county and that it recently became independently owned. Is that right?
1: We serve an area of about 30,000 people in Fannin County, Texas, we're about an hour and 15 minutes north of Dallas, and the closest uh, hospitals anywhere around us are about 35 miles away, up to 50 miles away. So in emergent situations, we we provide the care uh, and then stabilize the transfer if need be, but obviously we treat a lot of people for routine things. And we did put together a group of local physicians and local community members and acquired the hospital and uh, so it's locally owned and uh, decisions are made here for this, for this county.
0: I understand you recently launched your first risk assessment process to help your organization comply with HIPAA and the High Tech Act as you shift to electronic records. As CEO, what were your top security concerns that prompted conducting that risk assessment now?
1: Well, there's a couple of items. First of all, moving to a freestanding organization, we now Uh, bore the responsibility for meeting all of the guidelines. When you're part of a corporate structure, usually the corporation will have IT personnel and they will set up standards for all the hospitals that are under them. And suddenly we were faced with having to become familiar with and know intimately all the requirements. And so we were trying to find out, first of all, what is it that we don't know? Uh, We obviously get a lot of information through Texas Organization of Rural Community Hospitals, from uh, THA, the Texas Hospital Association. But then we were asking ourselves within our own organization, what do we not know? And the the risk assessment provided us the opportunity to find out where we met the standards and where we needed to improve.
0: Okay, so did you decide to get outside help with the assessment because of relatively limited internal resources?
1: That's another big problem for small hospitals. You know, if you're you're trying to do this on your own, it, along with any number of other things, and it becomes cost prohibitive. But uh, being able to do it with uh, grant funding, we were able to bring it within our financial uh, budget constraints, and so that was extremely helpful. And we did go outside, yes. Tell
0: us a little bit about that. Did who did you get the grant from, and who did? You rely on to give you help with the assessment.
1: Originally, we went through TORTS, the Texas Organization of Rural Community Hospitals, who was partnering with um, TBRA, the Texas Department of Rural Affairs. And they notified all the hospitals that grant monies were available. Uh, we contacted them immediately and said, we, you know, we're really interested in doing that. And they said, well, you certainly would qualify as a critical access hospital. So we submitted our work to them. And then they linked us up with uh, Synergistic, which was a group then helping us with that.
0: So how long did the assessment take, and what were the major risks it pinpointed, and how are you addressing those risks now?
1: Well, they come on site uh, and basically spent about three days' time looking over information and taking information back with them, and then they came back with a which might call a to-do list, so they showed us all of our areas of compliance, and we were probably at about 47% compliance. But along with that, there were a number of things that were already in place, but we need to have a policy in place stating that that uh, was our practice. And then just by putting that policy in place, we would immediately jump up to about 74% compliance. And so we were pleased with that, and we thought, well, that will be real easy to do, and and it's good to know we, we have so much. But then the areas where they were able to pinpoint some other issues are what we would call more of the high-tech areas, areas that we would not ordinarily have been familiar with, things that we had to put into place to make sure that our communication of information was protected, that uh, we had um, safety procedures in place to assure that, records or information that went out, again, was was encoded, and also that we had uh, procedures in place that if there were any uh, shortcomings, that we would immediately notify all the parties involved. So all of those were were helpful to us.
0: Can you tell us a little bit about specific technologies or strategies you've adopted as a result? It sounds like perhaps one of those is making wider use of encryption. Is that right?
1: Well, that, that was one of it, but the other thing that was helpful, we have an IT, uh, manager, information technology manager, and one of the things that helped was that they went over specifically with him all of the additional education and training that he needed to have as the person in charge. So they, they were going through identifying each of the areas and where he might not have specific knowledge about certain encoding procedures and what had to be done then they they would either provide the training or tell him where he could obtain that training so that that was uh, helpful to us because other than that you're online maybe trying to find out where you can get this information or you're contacting other people and you find that there's some very cost prohibitive programs or training you can go off to but then you got to come back and do the work yourself whereas somebody had come in, conducted an assessment, and could review it at length with him and with senior management, and then pinpoint what had to be done and what training he needed to have
0: okay, so once he has that additional training, are there specific technologies that you're going to be in the process of implementing that you didn't have before
1: as we mentioned, the encoding is one of them, but another but another area let's say we're we're looking at. Doing, uh, telemedicine. And we presently have the capabilities to do some of that. And immediately you say, well now wait a minute, when you're now transmitting this information, who's able to pick that up? How do you protect that? What do we need to be able to do to our computer systems to, to, uh, codify that information so, so no one else can read it except the recipients? And while it might seem that certain radiology patient data system would automatically do that. In many cases, when you switch over to another mode, such as telemedicine, you're not automatically protected. You now have to set up another whole system of encryption in order to make sure that that information is protected and then who can access it and where they get it, etc.
0: Are you eventually going to offer physicians the opportunity to access clinical systems remotely, and if so, what security will you use there?
1: We're looking at a company called Net. Orange, and what they will do, just to give you an example, of if you consider an iPhone, uh, the iPhone is basically the operating system, and then you bring in all these apps that can plug into it. Uh, we're looking at a system like that for our electronic health records. We're looking at the modes where everybody can be on a different system, in their own office, but can access ours through the operating system, and that's where the control structures will be set up.
0: So what advice would you give to other small hospitals with limited IT budgets on how best to address security issues and how to do a meaningful risk assessment?
1: I I would suggest for small hospitals to uh, go ahead and contact their uh, rural community hospital organizations or the National Rural Hospital Association or – uh, their, their state or organization, such as in our case, it's the Texas Department of Rural Affairs, contacting those agencies and finding out what monies are available and finding out what programs there are for those assessments. But suddenly you find that, that you have the resources which you might not have otherwise and the expertise for somebody to guide you through that process, which would be a huge learning curve if you didn't have that available. That, that would be my suggestion.
0: Very good. Thanks, David. We've been talking today with David Conejo of Red River Regional Hospital in Texas. This is Howard Anderson of Information Security Media Group. Thanks so much for listening.